Hey everybody, welcome to season 15 of Trashy Divorces. I'm Alicia. It is your midweek Trashy Breakups edition. My name is Stacy, And it's summertime. It's our Anything Goes edition. For the summer is season 15. We're back from a little R&R. We are so delighted you're here with us today. This season, Trashy Wednesdays around Trashy Divorces are going to be filled with surprises. Maybe Trashy Breakups, maybe Trashy Scandals, Maybe trashy divorces, too. It's a whole season of summertime fun. (laughs) And Alicia, this week, you're going to take us back to the land of trashy mythology, yeah? Always seems to be a winner with the trash pandas. There's a lot packed into this tale, the tale of Narcissus. A cautionary tale, perhaps if there ever was one. Using the theme song this week of Don't Come Around Here No More by one of our favorites, Tom Petty. Tom Petty was inspired to write this classic song, The Day He Meets Stevie Nicks, which just happens to be the day after her trashy breakup from Joe Walsh, Hmm. which is totally a different story, but good song for the episode title. This is going to be kind of a two-fold episode, but holy cats. Narcissus, what a dude. He's a hunter of the fields at birth. Mm -hmm. He's given extraordinary beauty. Which will be his downfall for the end. Let's get into it. Water features are bad sometimes. (laughs) Narcissus. Such a self-involved bro dude. He gets a whole psychopathy named just for him. What's the story about Narcissus? He's the son of the river god Sisyphus and the nymph Liriope. Maybe. The mother of the beautiful, beautiful young boy is given a prophecy at birth by the blind seer. I love mythology. (laughs) Tiresias. It's a little odd, right? Of course, your seer is blind. Of course, of course. And what is this prophecy? The prophecy is that Narcissus will live long, but only as long as he never recognizes himself cryptic, right? What does that mean? Nobody knows what that means. Sure. He'll live a long time as long as he never knows himself. Hmm. Pre-mirror era. (laughs) Well, perhaps there's a little bit of background in this. I hear from a few different places in my research that within Greek superstition, it is unlucky and possibly even fatal to see your own reflection. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So perhaps there is a little bit of superstition here. Perhaps... The tale of Narcissus is based within the culture of the times, which all things really are if we're getting down into it. There are a lot of versions about how this myth goes, but I'm going to do a trashy style for you. Narcissus, beautiful boy, son of a river god and a nymph. Not a bad way to start life, if we're going to be honest about it. Sounds good. Stunningly beautiful, loved by all, sure for his hunting, but... Have you seen how good-looking Narcissus is? Now, Narcissus, equal opportunity lover. Men and women, no one is immune to the charms of Narcissus. So part of the backstory that we need to get into is the myth that is wrapped around Amenius. He's a young man who's fallen victim to the good looks and charms of Narcissus. But no go. Amenius is spurned. And Amenius will take this rejection very, very badly. Hmm. He will commit suicide in the doorway of the home of Narcissus in one of the tales 
with the sword that Narcissus has given him. Yikes. Trashy. This is terrible. It's not great. But Amenius is not alone in this rejection. Narcissus rejects everyone. Bit of a heartbreaker. Bit of a heartbreaker. But according to legend, Amenius, before he falls victim to the sword in the doorway of Narcissus' home, makes a little visit to Nemesis, the goddess of retribution. You gotta love a visit to Nemesis. I mean... Amenius goes to Nemesis and he's like, hey, I would like to plead with you to curse Narcissus for all the hurt that he's caused me and everybody else. All the rejected people who Narcissus could not deem to love, maybe because that ass face only loves himself. And Nemesis hears the cries of the sweet, rejected youth. (laughs) Nemesis will hear his pleas and then just go ahead and spend a little time watching the pretty beauty and the abject cruelty of Narcissus. Hmm. So there's a little curse action. So we already have the cryptic, he'll live long as long as he never knows himself. And then you add a little bit of nemesis sprinkles on it. Narcissus, it's coming for you, man. Yeah, Just the trap is sprung. Be cool. <sighs> nemesis is going to go into full effect after the rejection of Echo. Oh, sweet Echo. Echo's kind of a hot young thing on Mount Olympus. She's a nymph. Okay. She's gorgeous. She is blessed with the gift of charm and chatter. Got lots of boyfriends. She's chased by Apollo and Pan. She's beautiful, filled with this charm of the mouth, so to speak. And Echo tells wonderful stories. Everybody wants Echo around. She's lovely. She's gifted. It's fantastic. Okay, so remember Zeus, king of the gods. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. King of the gods will not chase after Echo. She's not on his love list. That's unusual for him. It's out of character for Zeus. It is out of character, but Zeus has other plans for Echo. See, Zeus will use Echo for his own nefarious ends, and this is where the trouble begins. Zeus is naturally out doing what Zeus does, which is screw around, cheating on his wife Hera, Mm -hmm. which is honestly what Zeus does best. Sure, And Zeus has recruited Echo into keeping Hera distracted Mm. with her gifts of charm and chatter. Sure. Okay. So here's Echo distracting Hera. Oh, and this fun story and listen to this trashy gossip. And here we go. And here we go. And this goes on for a long time, distracting Hera from that cheating man of hers. Echo just talks and talks. And one day Zeus gets a little sloppy. Hera gets a little wise. And when Hera ain't happy, no one is happy. We've discovered this in our mythological tales so far. Mm -hmm. Hera will now curse Echo for daring to assist her husband in all of his liaisons. And Hera will curse Echo by taking away her voice. Ooh. No more chatter for you, little lady. I like how Hera is constantly punishing all the people around Zeus, who is just like wandering off and turning himself into a bull or a bird or a whatever. And 
Okay. Yeah, Zeus doesn't get the punishment. Yeah. It's whoever's helping Zeus does. Or whoever's sleeping with Zeus anyway. Yes. So Echo now has no original words of her own. All Echo can do oh. is repeat back the last word that someone has said. That's an annoying game. <laughs> Ask any four-year-old. <laughs> So one day, Echo is one. I mean, Echo's lonely. She just her her gift is gone, which makes her a little depressed, a little lonesome. So one day, she's out wandering around because that's all you can really do, and she will happen upon the beautiful hunter man of Narcissus. She'll hide quickly in some bushes, hmm. which Narcissus hears, you know, rattling in the brush, and says, "Who's there?" Who are you? And Echo can only repeat the last thing. You. Who is this voice? What are you doing? I have things to do. I can't stay. Stay. (laughs) I'd rather die than have you love me, says Narcissus. Love me. Oh, my. Right? Echo is rejected. Mm Mm-hmm. By Narcissus as well. So this will send Echo into a cave to live a lonely, sad rest of her life, expiring in the cave. Saying nothing. Saying nothing, where only the wind now carries the voice of Echo rebounding across the lonely lands. It's kind of sad, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Narcissus, rejecting everyone, but remember, don't count out Nemesis, goddess of retribution and revenge. Nemesis is pissed. And she's going to be like, all right, I know about the prophecy from the birth. Uh, Long life, as long as he doesn't know himself. Maybe that meant humility. Maybe that meant something. But now Nemesis, with the outing of the men and the outing of the women, is like, Narcissus, you need to learn a lesson here. Time for a little vengeance. Nemesis is going to whip up some retribution magic. And it is one day that Narcissus happens upon a pond. And he bends down to take a drink of water. In there, in the pool of water, Narcissus sees an image. It's the most beautiful image he's ever seen. There's never been a more beautiful image. Because he's looking at himself in the water. He's captured. He's enthralled. He'll stay for days, weeks, months. He doesn't eat. He doesn't leave. He just looks at the image. He calls asking to the gods why he was being denied the love that he and the image in the water share. (laughs) Right? Because every time he tries to hold the image, the image goes away in water and he's, he's, he's entranced by the beauty of himself. Narcissus will talk to the reflection. He will claim that he cannot leave the only one he's ever loved, and they will die together as one. He's trying to hold the object of his, you know, Mm -hmm. affection. No eating, no working, no more hunting, just gazing at his own beauty. Narcissus has found his true love, but he will also die of sorrow by that pool, never being able to touch himself or anything really real because of his obsession. Now, all the nymphs know that things are looking pretty dicey here for Narcissus. Mm -hmm. He hasn't eaten, moved. Right. Like, this is, dude, you're bad. 
So the nymphs helpfully will go ahead and start building a funeral pyre. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, just get ahead of the game. And they will come one day to take Narcissus to the funeral pyre, but Narcissus is gone. His legs have turned to roots and his face is turned to flower. Narcissus has loved himself to death. All that is left of where his body was are flowers. Yellow and white flowers coming from long stems, bending into the water. We know this now as the Narcissus flower, and that is what has become left of our hunter, beautiful hero, bending into the water to view himself via flower form for all time. When you said he was a hunter of the field, I thought you were going to tell me that he was vegan. (laughs) (laughs) That is the mythological tale of Narcissus. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to reframe this a little bit Hmm. into talking about the clinical diagnosis of a narcissist. Because the guy has a whole, like, cluster B personality disorder named after him. Let's go ahead and talk about that, how to recognize it, what it means, just as a little helpful PSA. Okay. Attaching on to the myth of Narcissus. See you on the flip. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, your, homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. All right, so we have met our beautiful, beautiful young man who has gifted the world (laughs) with a certain pathology. Narcissus has, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to just start out today. This section is information only. This is not a diagnostic tool. (laughs) That is done by licensed professionals over the course (laughs) of a duration of time. This is a very general, broad, 10,000-foot view of narcissism. I am a psychology major. I know a little bit about it, but this does not replace (laughs) actual diagnosis. I'm just doing this as kind of an informational gathering sort of thing. Trashy Divorces is not licensed to give any type of mental medical intervention. Nope. We're not even sure why you're listening to this show. (laughs) We do talk about the term narcissist a lot these days. thought maybe I could give just a little bit about this particular psychopathy. Just information again only. Narcissism is one of 10 defined personality disorders 
These are defined within the DSM-5, which is kind of the guidebook for psychology. There's another version of that, the ICD-11. It does it a little bit differently, but there are 10 defined personality disorders. What is a personality disorder? Let's go ahead and just define that. A personality disorder, one of these 10, is a maladaptive pattern of behavior relating to all situations in a person's life. A personality style that is causing problems to the extreme. So in all of these personality disorders, personality disorders are not personality traits. Everybody can be a little bit narcissistic when you celebrate something good that's going on. That's not really narcissistic. Everybody has traits of these personalities, but personality disorders are when they become maladaptive. Right, unbalanced. Unbalanced, consistent behavior causing problems within your life. These 10 are grouped into three clusters, cluster A, cluster B, cluster C, but problems, complications will surround folks with personality disorders. It can be at home or at work. Narcissism is clumped within to the cluster B personality disorder grouping. There are four of these as defined within the 10 within DSM-5. Narcissistic personality disorder is defined as the pervasive pattern of superior grandiosity, the need for admiration, a perceived or real lack of empathy. If it is a severe expression of the disorder, the narcissistic personality disorder could show evidence of paranoia, aggression, psychopathy. This can be very malignant. They're actually a a criteria of symptoms that a professional would work with you on. But like, I don't know, let's figure out how to recognize one. Uh, Narcissism is a mental condition. People have an extremely inflated sense of their own importance. This isn't just like, I feel good today. Right. I'm rocking the world today. Something great happened to me. No, this is you lay down by a pond and stare at your own reflection until you starve to death and turn into a flower. Exactly. This is a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. Troubled relationships often accompany a narcissist. There is a lack of empathy for others. You've got self-confidence to the extreme, but that's only on the outside. That's a complete front because what is... What that is actually covering for is a deeply insecure and vulnerable soul within the narcissist. What are some symptoms? How would you know? I'm taking this directly from the Mayo Clinic website. This is, <laughs> okay. again, not, diag- not diagnostic tools, but let's go ahead and talk about what are some symptoms of a narcissist. Severity of symptoms will vary, but general guidelines. Narcissists will have an exaggerated sense of self-importance. There's a sense of entitlement and would require constant excessive admiration. Narcissists expect to be recognized as superior, even without the achievements that would call for that kind of recognition. They exaggerate their achievements and whatever talent they may have. Oftentimes, narcissists are preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty. 
They believe they are superior and can only associate with equally special people. Narcissists tend to monopolize conversations as well as belittle or look down upon people that they perceive as inferior, which is honestly just about everyone with a narcissist. They expect special favors. There is also unquestioning compliance required about their expectations. There's no arguing with a narcissist. They will take advantage of others to get what they want. They have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. They're envious of others and believe others envy them. Narcissists will behave in an arrogant or haughty manner. They'll come across as conceited or boastful or pretentious. They will insist on having the best of everything. People with a narcissistic personality disorder have trouble handling anything that's perceived as criticism. Hmm. They'll get impatient and angry when they don't get special treatment. You will notice significant interpersonal problems. They will feel easily slighted, potentially reacting with rage and contempt. They have difficulty regulating their emotions and behavior. People with narcissistic personality disorder experience problems dealing with stress and adapting to change. There are many secret feelings of insecurity, shame, vulnerability, and humiliation. But I need to let you know that if you are involved with someone that you potentially perceive could be a narcissistic personality, it is challenging, hard, downright impossible to convince them that they are the problem. This type of personality disorder typically does not seek treatment for the narcissism. They will be driven into treatment for depression, substance misuse. Something else typically will get them into treatment because they don't think they have a problem oh, yeah, they're with perfect. how they, it's their personality. They're perfect. Talk therapy is found to be the most successful in treating the narcissistic personality disorder, but again, really hard to get them there. I want to talk about the four different types of narcissists, but again, uh, lacking empathy, grandiose. They're always looking for validation. The narcissistic personality disorder is a disorder of self-esteem. Narcissists can feel shame. They're capable of it, but it's honestly not in very high quantities. There are four different types of narcissists as defined. The first is your classic. This is the grandiose narcissist. They're egotistical, arrogant, attention-seeking. They don't listen. Look at me and what I have. This is just your average, grandiose, classic, run-of-the-mill narcissist. Don't tell them that. They'd be mad that they were just run-of-the-mill. There's another type that is the malignant narcissist. So you get all the fun benefits that are in the classic package. <laughs> But you add really, really mean into it. Oh, so just a little seasoning on top. Then. Bernie Madoff. Mm. Okay. Uh, I could probably name a few people in the government now. It's, it's, once, you, once you know how to recognize a malignant narcissist, they're very easy to pick out of the crowd. The third type is known as a covert narcissist. This is kind of a secretive narcissist. These are the folks who feel 
very put upon by the world. They're still grandiose. They still have the classic package, but you know the folks who are always like, life has done me wrong. No one gets how smart I am. The world never understands my art, my brilliance, my talent, how special. Uh, the world mistreats me. They don't understand that I am a genius extraordinaire. I do so many great things for the world. Why doesn't anyone notice? Covert narcissists are hypersensitive to criticism. The world just will never understand their greatness. But there is no ownership for their part in any of this. I love that narcissism can become its own victim complex. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. It's a fascinating personality mm -hmm. disorder. It really is. The fourth type of narcissism is defined as communal narcissism. These are your narcissists who gain their grandiosity by doing good in the world. Hmm. Not just doing good in the world, but letting everyone know how much good they're doing. Oh, yes. I'm off to feed the homeless. Mm -hmm. I'm sponsoring this ball. I need recognition for everything. It's performative. Mm -hmm. I need recognition for all the things and the good that I'm doing in the world which is a little bit of a scrub, right? Well, you like empathy. Why are you being... Well, they're not doing this to be kind to others. They're doing this to gain attention right. for how fantastic they are for being kind to right. others. Right, for people to constantly point out all the good they do in the world. Exactly. They're yeah. always promoting their good acts, talking about how much they give to the world. They're looking for validation through their good works, not like... Some folks with just doing the work made me feel good. I went to the food bank today and sorted through 97 pounds of cans. I don't tell anybody when I do that. I just go do it and I feel great because I do it. Mm -hmm. Your communal narcissist puts it on Facebook, mm -hmm. writes a blog about it, tells everybody in the world how great it is and what they've done. Now, interestingly, men are more likely to be narcissists. You want to unpack that for a minute? Well, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, boys probably have a lot more space to present as grandiose. While Absolutely. Moms are going to tell girls to knock it off. Girls get checked mm -hmm. if they behave in a narcissistic manner, right? Because women, we're talking about emotion and empathy and compassion and all of those things are very perceived as core of the character within the feminine. But men don't necessarily have that same embracement. What, you're gonna talk about your emotions? We don't do that. Men measured on their achievements, women oftentimes measured on their goodness, their kindness, their beauty, they're measured by other things. Right, their ability to care for others, basically. So if narcissism oftentimes is a byproduct of parenting, overindulging, underindulging, right? You're overindulging things. Oh, you're so good looking. You're the best player on the whole team. This has been the best vacation ever. But oftentimes underindulging the emotional side of that child. Not a lot of time spent together. Not a lot of listening. So this has a child growing up feeling they're only valued for the exterior qualities seen by the world. And I need to make those as grandiose as possible. Again, Narcissistic personality disorder is a disorder. It should be treated by a professional. This isn't 
when somebody makes you mad and is acting like a wanker, you don't like, oh, you're no, don't diagnose anyone. You can't diagnose someone here for being a jerk. Uh, something to know if you happen to have loved a narcissist or find yourself in a relationship with one, there is no I can change them. Oftentimes, I've been, I have been in this relationship, you think, oh, if I love them more, I can fix him. I can fix her. I can change them. That is not going to happen. <laughs> you're going to change a lot of yourself, but you're not going to change them. The thing with narcissists, they do not like to be left. Narcissists will typically do the leaving in the relationships. If you perhaps are in a relationship with a narcissist and you want to stay in that relationship, the very best thing I can recommend to you is for you to manage your own expectations. You're going to need to fulfill your deeper emotional needs in other places than that narcissist. Because you're going to feel like you're not enough. You're probably going to get gaslit a little bit. So find those things that reward you in other ways besides the relationship with that person because they're not going to change. Oh, goodness. I don't know. I mean, I can talk about this stuff all day long. We here at Trashy Divorces will always recommend to take care of your own soul and your own heart. Narcissists will typically... No, they're a narcissist, not that they're going to let you know that. <laughs> At least not explicitly, right? Like, Good Lord. Once you know how to recognize them, though, you sure do get them. I feel like probably like a significant percentage of the stories that we've covered on this show over the years involve a, at least one. <laughs> Absolutely. To, Absolutely. To some degree or another. Narcissism really does have, I mean, no one can really pinpoint the percentage of the population that it applies to, but I would say it comes in a higher number than a lot of the other cluster personality disorders, 10, 15%. You get in a city that thinks a lot of itself, Hollywood, mm -hmm. that number is going to increase. DC. Yeah. It's interesting. I can talk psychology all day long. It's my favorite thing, but it was a perfect time to bring in a little bit of information and fact-finding about narcissism, narcissistic personality disorder, as it was named for the hunter god who couldn't stop staring at himself. Way to go, dude. <laughs> Turned into a flower. That's the launch. That's season 15. Got a little mythology and a little trashy diagnostic tool. I suspect that this season of All Stars is going to feature a lot of narcissists. These are people who've been married and divorced five and more times. Like, something going on there. We potentially might see a few narcissists this particular season. <laughs> and we are here for it. Yep. Welcome to Summertime Season 15. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We're going to be back on Sunday with the first of Whoa our Hall of Fame trashy all-star divorces and y'all are not ready. I think we can attest that he likely would have fit some diagnostic criteria. Not ready. You got a few days to get ready. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, for listening, for telling your friends, for just being plain awesome. Mm -hmm. Until we meet again. 
Keep your hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy. We love y'all so much. See you Sunday. Bye, friends. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.